Hey everyone, welcome back to the Your Money Like Real Life podcast, episode 143. Much to do in the news. We'll talk about all of that and what happened this past week. Before we even get into that, make sure you like, subscribe, five-star rate and review this podcast. Also, you can support the podcast in the link wherever you're listening. Much, much to get into. We appreciate you listening every week. Now, as I mentioned, we'll get into what's going on this week. There's a lot of news for the GDP numbers, inflation numbers, business news, all of that and of course, we'll do our roundtable or question of the week mid-segment. Let's not wait any longer. Let's get into the episode right now. Market update of the week, news update of the week. The big news that just came out this morning is the GDP numbers, which was surprising to the upside. GDP actually increased 2.6% on an annual basis in the third quarter versus an estimate of 2.3%. Why did it increase? There was a narrowing trade deficit, meaning we were, import, we were importing more than exporting. There was consumer spending that was up a little bit, and government outlays were boosted. This GDP number, sharp pullback in housing subtract, uh, and, and housing that subtracted from the numbers. So housing started to turn, which we've talked about plenty of times, and you're seeing it now. So this was positive. It was a positive period of growth in the last quarter, in the third quarter, and it's temporarily easing this recession fear. But again, it's midterms. It's a lot of things that are dressing up this number. Does it mean that it's still not dark and dire for you know layoffs and different things that are going to be happening in this Q4 and in Q1? But it's a positive sign. The market is cheering the fact that we had strong GDP numbers, so there's still productivity growth within the U.S. economy. That was the big fear that we're going to see negative quarters and no growth and a lot of dire consequences from what the Fed is doing, which is lowering demand by increasing rates, making it more expensive to do things, and that's going to lower demand and hopefully bring price stability at some point. So on two fronts, one, this is a good number that the economy isn't in full-on contraction mode, that we're still growing, but it also means that we're going to do more rate hikes because consumer spending was still up. Consumer spending, it, although decelerated, it increased at just 1.4% pace in the quarter, three down from 2% in Q2. So people are still spending and consumers are still spending, which means the Fed's going to be like, all right, people still have plenty of jobs. We're going to increase rates even further. All right, even further. But in general, we're seeing a lot of companies come out, and we'll talk a little bit about their earnings. We'll talk Meta, Microsoft, Google, but a lot of companies, big earnings season kickoff, and the market has actually cheered that. The market's been doing better the last couple of weeks as earnings season has kicked off because expectations are so low, and some companies are doing fairly decent on those expectations uh, so far, one company that did not do so great was Meta, and Meta had a big um, earnings that came out, and the big thing that was shown through Meta's earnings is they're struggling. The model, the business model is struggling for Meta. Why? Well, a couple of things. The advertising privacy changes that Apple had last year was going to have a $10 billion hit to Meta in this year. They already said that, they estimated that. So Meta's revenue is slowing, their guidance is coming in lower, um, their quarter was lower, their earnings were lower, and it's because that their advertising is just not there anymore. The core business model is being hampered by one, the economy, two, Apple, and three, competition. They're losing users to TikTok. They have one-tenth of the viewers on their reels versus um, TikTok's videos, right? And they're trying to transform 
their platform via the metaverse bet that they're making with the reality labs division, which they're plowing money into there, like what, 10 bil billions of dollars. And it's still not really panned out so far. I mean, I would give it time. This is a longer bet, but it hasn't panned out so far, right? They have what, 200,000 people, monthly users in the metaverse, horizon worlds. That's not moving the needle. That's not even enough people that would go to a Bad Bunny concert. Didn't he fill up a stadium of like 100,000 people? So he is the Horizon Worlds. <laughs> Bad Bunny is Horizon Worlds. But they have a lot of work to do on that side. And Zuckerberg is making that big bet because his core business is being attacked on multiple fronts. And so that's going to be tough. And it's going to be something to watch going forward. And there was more news from Big Tech. Google had their earnings as well. And they were saying that you know, sales slowed down a little bit. They grew 41% last year, this quarter, in the same quarter, this quarter only 6%. But ad spend is sagging and YouTube is facing fierce competition. YouTube, one of their bigger business units is the one that was slowing a little bit because there's stiffer competition from TikTok. Profits disappointed. Microsoft said that their cloud didn't grow as fast. People were spending less. Guidance was disappointing. Companies are saying, hey, this is a little disappointing. That's why you're probably going to see in general, not for the big companies, but just in general, um, more layoffs again in Q4 and Q1. So these are all moves that you're seeing across the market um, and, and from companies across, across the board. They're just saying, hey, things are slowing. The v VR medicine, the VR isn't really popping off like we thought it would be yet just yet. So much, much more to go on that. Walmart, on the other hand, they said they're ramping up their sleepwear as more retailers are going to compete for the comfy apparel biz. Interesting. So they're reimagining sleepwear. They're trying to really boost their sleepwear inventory because more people are buying that, apparently, which kind of makes sense, doesn't really. I don't know. People wear sleepwear all the time. That's not my bag, but um, apparently people are doing that. Grow, which is a can Canadian cannabis company, it's launching a Canopy USA to speed up its USA debut. They're trying to get into the U.S. market in a heavy way. Um, the American cannabis market is expected to hit $50 billion by 2026. Um, it's not federally legal still, but you're seeing a lot more people move into that space in a heavy, heavy way. And so they're the ones that some of the people that are doing that. Guess what? A lot of people are moving back in with parents. You're going to see a lot of that re-downsizing, people moving back with parents, um, different little different things. Because guess what? They're surging house costs, rent prices. Um and it's pushing demand to the slowest level in 13 years. You're seeing the change in home prices. I, I said that was going to happen. It's happening. It's still going to be going down. That is going to be happening. So you're seeing that change in demand right now. And it has to even get even starker before things change. It still has to get starker before things change. It really does. New report that many young people prefer buy now, pay later to credit cards. Here's why. Afterpay companies, buy now, pay later, are popping up. Of course, we know that. But now people are saying they could prefer this 
They said it's ease of payments, a simple approval process, lack of interest charges are the reasons why they prefer this buy now, pay later vibe versus credit cards. And that's a big hit to credit card companies. So if you are people that you'll have lack of interest charges, it's so easy. You can buy it, pay later. People are saying, I like this better than paying on a credit card. What that's interesting. I'm hearing and seeing that. That's a new report that 60% that surveyed said that. That's quite a bigger number than you expect just because credit cards are legacy versus um, after pay, buy now, pay later platforms, which are just kind of been popping up recently. Oh, and the big news with Twitter and Musk, he is coming back and he's supposed to close the deal by tomorrow. So if you listen to this on Friday, you will, he may be the owner of Twitter at this point. The deadline is here. It's, it's here. He had to do it. We said he had to do it. Um, and I don't know what the changes are when he comes into, into power, but we'll have to assume he said he's going to cut costs heavily. He said, I think there was a report that he said 75% of costs could be cut. That's like a lot of overhead people. Um, and that's not a good news. Um, and, and there's talks that he'll bring people back on the platform that were previously banned. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting change when he takes power over Twitter as you know the owner. And they're going to be delisted from the New York Stock Exchange. I'm, he's taking it private, right? He's, it's, he's taking it private. Um, they'll be delisted. They'll probably relist three, four, five years in the future, I would assume, if he believes he's made the company more profitable, better, the model better, advertising better. Um, and it's going to be really, really interesting to watch how this you know changes how the Twitter platform is used. So tune into that one. But that's all the news we have for this week. Let's get into our next segment. All right, folks. Easy topic today. Not easy, but it's one that I think is important with all the news coming out about the student loan forgiveness, the Biden, President Biden plan. Uh, it was one of his key campaign promises that he announced that his administration would forgive 20000 of student loan debt to certain borrowers. Um, and now he made it public, but it's actually in pause now because it was, you know, those sued lawsuit from other sides and all bunch of federal stuff going on. So right now it is in pause, but let's just even give a breakdown on what it is and what's going on. So there was an application for people that were available for one for student loan forgiveness. There was a beta application that was available. Um, you could just like probably Google it. You'll find it. Um, uh, but who's eligible? It's about 95% of federal borrowers. They say. It's Americans who earn less than $125,000 per year or married couples who earn less than $250,000. And they have federal loans. They can say goodbye to as much as $10,000 loans. And Pell Grant recipients, Pell Grant recipients are also eligible for up to $20,000. They said, what do you need for? Okay, you're like, all right, that fits my bill. Like, that's me. If you're out there listening, you're like, what do I need? You just need basic information. You need your full name, contact information, date of birth, social, all that stuff. And you would need to plug it into that website and all those other documents. But watch out for scams, of course. Make sure you're on the correct site, FS, uh, FSID. Make sure you're on the correct site to provide those details, all right? So remember the, the qualifications. Remember you go to the right site. Um, and they could apply, and they're letting people apply, and they'll determine your eligibility. But it's important to note, that currently um, this is all in pause as there's some legalities still being worked out. Um, let's get some more information on that, actually. Um, there are some legalities still being worked out. 
regarding the student loan forgiveness. And it's not in law. So that they're actually, it was supposed to offer people, 40 million Americans would say they would have gotten it. Um, but now it's actually in pause and we're going to get more information and what's next. So what's next? It's going to be a fight over forgiveness. Um, the plan was put on ca- a potential pro- was put on pause and it's in the federal appeals court. Um, it's one of the several legal challenges that have been brought against the Biden administration policy. It's going to affect again, 40 million dollars. The legal challenges are likely to be coming for months. So it's going to halt the process. It will be much harder um, to reverse once people received it. So now they're saying, all right, we're going to put this on pause. Um, it was brought by six Republican states that are arguing the plan will cost them future tax revenue. So it's going through legalities right now. Um, there won't be any balances forgiven until there's a ruling from the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals. It's not clear how long that will take. The court granted an emergency stay on Friday, saying it would have time to review the case before making a decision. The six Republican-led states argued that Biden overstepped in his authority in announcing the debt relief plan, and that states will be harmed by lost tax revenue. Um, and so now that's where we're at right now. There's nothing in the pike right now. No one's being forgiven right now as it goes through these eight circuit court of appeals, and a decision is made on if they can go through it with it or not. So that's it. That's it, folks. Make sure you staying up to date on that if you're eligible um, and, and being watching out for that. We'll find out more. But again, thank you for listening this week. There was so much in the news, so much going on, lots and lots. And I appreciate you guys listening every single week. Make sure you like, subscribe, review, five star, and we'll talk to you next week.